Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about Megan. That's right. It is finally time. Uh, we've been eagerly awaiting the uh, 2024 pick or 2023 uh, Best Picture nomination. Uh, mm-hmm. We know it's going to happen. But anyway, we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Hey, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. That's right. Um, we've been uh, we've been talking about Megan for a hot minute. We I want to say, you know, I don't want to say we were early stands, but we were definitely like early, early could, in the hype. Train. We were. It okay. was love yeah, at we first were. sight for me anyway. Um, yeah, we knew. Yeah. I mean, no spoilers. We'll get to the reviews at the end. But if you, in case you are worried about spoilers, do not worry. We will not spoil anything having to do with Megan uh, until about the 40-minute mark. So that's when we will get through the news and get to the review. So, but first, Dylan, what did you find online this week? All right. So I'll kick us off with some DC drama. Drama? Another week. Another week more. No, nothing crazy this week, oh. actually. Um we are supposed to get the uh, January like first film slate announcement, is what okay. James Gunn said. Um, so clock's ticking, you know. Mm-hmm. Got twenty or so more days until that happens, but we still have a lot to talk about pretty soon with those. But um, there's more like behind the scenes reporting oh, uh, this week, and one of them that I thought was pretty entertaining was that Dwayne Johnson apparently like made a play to um, be head of DC Studios in the. Did he? The way that James Gunn is, yeah. Um, apparently, based he on, went over it. Like it burned. Um, being a DC fan. All right, bet. I did see a clip in response to this with someone asking him what DC stood for, and he didn't know. Um, well, it's not like I don't want to gatekeep, but like, no, it's no, just an but, embarrassing, out of context uh, response to this story. Right, like for real, not gatekeeping. However, like. If you are lobbying to be the head of something, maybe you should know what yeah. it stands for. Detective Comics. Comics. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're on the same um, page. But he apparently went over Walter Hamada's head, who was the previous head of DC. And um, allegedly, that's how he got um, Henry Cavill as Superman back. Like, because Walter Hamada was like, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing the. Not doing you know, that again. The Snyderverse, but then he went over his head and then got it done, I guess. But he also pitched a slate of films centering around Black Adam. <laughs> Boy, um, he had a lot of confidence, huh? Yeah. I mean, good for him. Guts, he has the guts to fail. That's what he keeps posting about. Um, okay. He's turned over a new leaf on social media. I don't know if you've, you've noticed. No, I don't follow. I follow Rock he, on uh, Instagram. And he doesn't. He just does like workout yeah. stuff. No, well, I saw it there. He 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 did a long video about oh, I don't having, the, having the guts to fail. Um, I mean, you know, that is a good message. That is a good message. It is, but also like, at what it's, point does arrogance like it's quite a backpedal come into play? Yeah, I mean, I'm I respect like faking it until you make it. You know, like, okay. No, this is I'm gonna the give most you a little movie ever. I'm gonna give you a little context for Rock here, like the the Rock is one of the most pr- successful professional wrestlers of the past 25 years, like a very long time, like one of the most, if not the most. So like, it's well, gotta be a weird, the most. it's gotta be a weird shock to go from the pinnacle of your industry, like household name for doing what you do to go to where he currently is, which is guy who's in mid tier or bad movies. Um, 
and not an overwhelming success. Literally everything The Rock did in WWE would draw money. Like catchphrases, everything, selling t-shirts, number one t-shirt seller, you know, like it's got to be a weird like transition. But at the same time, like, I feel like he is a huge deal. And oh, he is. Too. He like, is. He's a undeniably one of the most successful actors right now. He gets the biggest paychecks, you know. But I feel like he doesn't paychecks. have the same respect that he did. Oh, uh, we'll like, talk about it... the respect in his career in the next story. Oh, OK. So, there's another. We'll, we'll continue the WWE discussion. Oh, there's, there's more rock discussion. OK. Yeah, there's more rock. But. I just thought it was interesting that he made a play to make a like basically Black Adam universe. That he said it would culminate in Superman versus Black Adam. Um, okay, which to me is like that, like goes into the territory of being like a little too self centered. You know what I mean? Yes. No way. That's like also that's just silly. If you're an actor and you're in charge of the studio, you need to be a team player. You know what I mean? So. Right. It was just a bad look, but I'm glad that he's like at least admitting that it was a failure now. But um Good you know who him. doesn't want to be a failure? Who's that Dylan? Is, uh uh Bautista, oh, you know, our, yeah. our favorite, our uh, next favorite. No, 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 Batista. Yeah, Batista. Dave Batista. Form- formerly Batista. <laughs> um, but he did Bautista. he did an interview like basically about and they touched on his career and where it's at and where he wants to be. Uh-huh. And um there were some clickbaity parts, but I'll try and like provide the context for it. Um, the most clickbaity part was him saying like he wants to be a big deal, not like The Rock, you know? Right. Um, of course. But the context was he said he's talking about WWE. He said John Cena and I were John Cena and I were both headlining shows, but he got all these opportunities and I didn't. Like WWE produced movies and stuff like that. So he's saying that's why he left because he wasn't feeling appreciated. John Cena was a bigger draw. I mean, John Cena was a bigger name. At WWE, not even close. I mean, Batista yeah. was a big deal, but like, relax. John okay. Cena, John Cena was took over after Rock left. It was not Batista. It was John Cena. He said, "Yeah, I mean," and John Cena's had a pretty respectable acting career since then. Yeah. Like, I mean, doing Undeniably, like yeah, cornball stuff. But like, you know what? Like, doing well. Yeah, he said there was a. He said there was one point where he was. Or John Cena was off making a film and he was headlining both shows. Uh, I guess Raw well, and Smackdown. Smackdown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so after he left, he said he like blew all his money and had to start over. Yeah. Um, and like auditioning and stuff. And uh, he said he got he didn't want to um, do those like horrible script movies. Quote is what he said, like direct to video ones. He said the money was tempting, but he didn't want to get caught in that trap. Um, uh-huh. That being said, his first movies are The Men with the Iron Fists and Riddick, uh, mm. which were theatrical movies. I'll give him that, you know. So he, I think he did probably turn down a bunch of those like home video, not home right. video, but you know what I mean, directed video movies. Um, which I think, number one, is a little like insulting to be like, there are people who like make a perfectly respectable, respectable career doing those, you know. Like, of course, plenty of people. There's plenty of actors my- who that is like their primary source of it income yeah and there's nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that my problem with this whole article is he's just like stepping on a bunch of people to put himself over you know what i'm saying right yeah well yeah yeah i mean he he would say that uh well as as a wrestling fan he would say as a wrestler he would say getting over but like he batista really does love to put himself over like a lot 
by by burying others it does seem like is that like a wrestling thing yes like that that's like he's cutting a promo like it's like like okay but i don't think the rock does that like in or currently in like the rock will put himself over a lot but i don't think he's like burying oh that's true yeah other talent you know like uh other other i say other talent like he's wrestlers other actors or you know other people <laughs> other colleagues right he, he's yeah. putting himself over a lot because i mean that's what he spent a career doing so that you have to put yourself over um but look come on i'm are we batista is not a, a respected actor is he well he said uh, i don't know he said i never wanted to be the next rock i just want to be a good effing actor a respected <laughs> actor which you could read both ways. People are reading that as him saying the rock isn't a good actor or respected, but I kind of read it as like, I don't want to be the next like, huge action star. I just want to be like a decent act. You know, right. I read it like I mean, it, I'm it giving can, him too much grace, but I, I, I didn't read it that way that people are taking out of context as it, it could be read both ways, but I think it definitely is a, is a slight towards the rock. It's not nice either way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, he um, also said he's like glad to be done with Drax. Um, and that's kind of like what prompted this whole discussion is that he wants to be like respected, not known for Drax, but like, I always admire actors when they like, um, I don't want to say are humble, but when they (laughs) have like gratitude for where they started and stuff, not obviously he doesn't have any for WWE, but like, and he doesn't owe anything to Disney. It's a corporation, you know, but like. It is what people know you for, I think. Right. Like, both of those calm, things. Calm down. I know you want to be known as, oh, yeah, Dave Batista, who played Sapper Morton and played during 2049. Well, look, I mean, that's a good point. That being said, I think he picks good things or good things are offered to him. Right. He's Bungan, got Dune. He's got good, stuff like that. good projects. He also has like bad ones, but, you know. But I would argue that recently he's been in better movies true than the rock but he's not headlining like the rock is so it's like it's a give what's, and take I what's don't know. the what's the what's the win there i don't know i i would say the rock's having rock's having a better movie career than batista but they're both having a worse movie career than john cena <laughs> I, which is uh, I, I, well, okay like i don't know about wait, like, what do you mean by that what i mean is like um i don't think anyone's ripping on john cena's movies at this point like they're ripping on his earlier movies but i think like Peacemaker and Suicide Squad and or they're not ripping on John Cena in these movies like he he's found his lane and he is comfortable in that lane and he's not trying to get out of it right he's not yeah but he's not like acting like he's better than other people I don't know like I think I don't mean when I say successful I don't mean monetarily um although I'm sure he's getting paid very well but like or headlining status but he got he got a tv show he got a spinoff tv show you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, he does seem to be the outlier. Well, at least amongst these three guys is like the humble one. I don't know. Sure. He's the one I would want to hang out with more than the other two. I, I I don't. I also don't know if I would say humble or well, maybe maybe so, man. Like John Cena's probably got to be pretty down to earth. He's you know, he's he holds the record for most make a wishes granted. Yeah. Like, but I've never, I've never a seen wide him margin. indicating that he's like better than the roles no, that he has. Never. And, I don't know. But I don't even like John Cena all that much. Like, but he might just have a good publicist. Who knows? Maybe. Um, but yeah, that's where we are. Okay, more DC news to end on. Yes. More, uh, it's our weekly gun tweet catch up. Oh boy. Um, and like we said, we say every week, 
pay attention to what he's not saying, not what he is saying, you know. Someone asked him to debunk that uh, Gal Gadot was fired or that Wonder Woman. Oh, be, God. Uh-huh. Someone asked him to. OK, wait, hold on. I need to choose the words carefully. Someone asked him to debunk that Wonder Woman wouldn't be a part of the first phase of movies. OK, and he said, I hear and that Gal Gadot was fired. And he said, I hereby debunk it only because it's not true. So the news is that Wonder Woman will somehow be involved. Not not necessarily Gal Gadot, but Wonder Woman will be involved in the DC movies. OK. Cool. <laughs> what a what a shock! I'm getting I mean, gooped. You can you say it's not a shock, but like there is a dark reality where he makes whatever he wants, and it's like Lobo and like random like <laughs> you know what I mean? Those kinds of movies. Um, yeah. Look, I think he's self serving and will do stuff stuff like that, but I think he also does have a little bit enough of savvy to know what will sell tickets. Exactly. Yeah. And he has that partner that we don't know the name of that is supposed to be doing the business stuff. So right. he probably wouldn't let him do that either. So like, hey, look, um, James, I know you want to make a Lobo movie, but you know, can you put Batman or Wonder Woman or Superman in there, please? Exactly. Um, someone else said, can you discuss at all the report from Variety in regards to Ezra Miller or the notion that your slate is only three years worth of projects? Um, and the article they're referring to is that they'll possibly keep Ezra Miller on for future Boy. movies. And then James Gunn said, I don't know what's out there about Ezra Miller, but our slate is eight to 10 years. And we'll be announcing some of it this month. So, okay. He said, I don't know what's out there about Ezra. What does that mean? I don't want to answer that question. Like, you know what I mean? That's a very weird dodge. Like that isn't even a dodge. It's like, it's like a very taxless dodge. Like what you would expect different from him to just avoid the question or to use. Yeah, he didn't say anything at all there. He just, he just says, I don't want to talk about it. That tells me yeah. that they don't know, because if they knew, they'd know, right? If they, if they knew, they'd say, right? Maybe. Uh, I think he knows, um, but I don't think we'll get an official announcement that they're moving on with the new Flash until the movie comes out, because it seems like even more like obsolete or like inconsequential if you announce now that Ezra Miller is fired. You know, mm-hmm. so I would not expect them to announce a replacement or that he's fired until like the summer. At the earliest, that's my guess. Anyway, well, yeah, you can't. I guess you can't announce that your lead is out, but and then come out a movie they're in for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Um, our last bit of horrific DC news is that the Snyder Bros uh, started a new campaign on Twitter. Because I feel like we need to shed some light on just to help them out, Michael. Okay, just to help them out in case any of our listeners want to like participate. Um, the new movement now that they got the Snyder movie, you know. Um, the new movement is to sell the Snyderverse to Netflix. So hashtag sell ZSJL to Netflix is the, is the one to use. Um, and they want, uh-huh. I guess, because like Zack Snyder's home right now is Netflix is producing home. Um, okay. So they're like, give DC to Netflix, I guess. Um, this is the most wild one to me because there's no way Warner would like, I don't think license their characters for a separate universe on Netflix. And I don't think Netflix would no show way. out the amount of money to make no. it like a good movie that's just, either. That's just like all this Snyder Cut stuff is just wishful thinking and people that don't have any idea or concept of how this business works. Yeah, this was a bizarre one to me. Yeah, Warner Brothers, was sitting on, Warner Brothers was sitting on a complete cut for a couple of years and they just didn't want to put it out. Get out of here. Well, now Netflix has, uh, they actually have a completed Zack Snyder's Justice League 2 and they're just holding it. <laughs> I, I mean, I you, you know, that. they probably do. Just release it, okay? That's, I mean, yeah. that's what Rebel Moon really is. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's not it's, Star Wars. No. Um. Anyway, Gross. anything to add to that? No, <laughs> dude. So, I'm... <laughs> Can the K-pop stands take over that hashtag too? That'd Ooh, be really they great. Should. They That'd actually really do. Great. If you ever actually click on the hashtags, they'll piggyback on anything that's trending. I love that. Um, anyway, okay, I'll get through the next few quickly because we gotta get to the Ant Man trailer. Sure. Um, Stephen Mel's returning for the final season of Flash. This is the end of the Arrowverse officially. I can't believe Flash is still on. Awesome. People are excited. Well, it's about to not be. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, it soon. but that, I mean, that's good that Mel's coming back. I know people like him. So, yeah, it's a good way to like bookend the the universe because he started it. Um, Wakanda Forever is coming to Disney Plus on February first. So if you didn't catch it in theaters, you can watch it free if you pay for Disney Plus. Uh, Starting then. February so 1st. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing a Gladiator sequel. Ridley Scott is apparently. Really? I feel, like, I feel like this is like the consequences of Top Gun Maverick starting to appear. Um, like yes. old movies that were very popular and didn't don't no one thought should have a sequel or didn't need a sequel. Now it's happening. You know what I mean? That specific lane. Right, 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 right. Like sequels to not not to be dismissive, dead dead line. Dead movie. Or dad movies, yes, dad movie sequels, retro um, sequels, yeah. so, things that aren't necessarily like a franchise. But yet, Top Gun but Maverick like was good came. though. It was, and it was the second biggest movie of the year. So I think we're seeing the consequences of that. Right. I don't mean it in like a negative way. Uh, the effects of that. <laughs> it sounds negative. Well, it might be if they start to be bad. I, but I also don't love. You, I don't love Gladiator. I don't love Gladiator, and Ridley Scott is hit or miss for me. I really like him sometimes, and then sometimes I'm not a fan. Um, yeah, same. But Paul Mescal is apparently playing the son of a, you know, Maximus, the lady. Whatever his name is. Oh, sure. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I mean, um, Paul sure. Mescal is really good. I saw him in After Sun this year. He was great. He's from Normal People. He's a I, like big up up and coming actor. I was gonna say I don't think I know him. You will, Michael. Oh, you will. Pay attention. In, Wesley's in a Marvel, then you'll know him. A Marvel? <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, last regular news story is that Avatar 3 is officially happening because it's past like 1.8, 1.9 billion. It's a huge success, you know. Wow. The movie. More than we thought. I think we kind of undercut it too. Right. I don't know. I don't remember what we predicted. I predicted it would be successful, but not as successful as the first one, which is still accurate. So maybe we did it. But um. It's becoming profitable now, um, which that's is impressive. Yeah, which is basically the benchmark for completing the third one. And then Cameron's like, "Well, I know what I'm doing for the next seven years or something." And there, <laughs> the third one's supposed to come out in 2024, but then there's four and five that he's working on. Wow, because so, they already shot a good portion of two of they, three, right? Or they some completed of? three, and then they shot oh, some right. of four. Um, wow. But they obviously it's the shooting is like 10 percent of the work, and then of it's course the effects that take years. So. Um, Avatar 3 is definitely happening. That's the story. That's good. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. I like the Avatar 2. Okay. Last one is we got a second trailer for Ant Man and the Wasp. Yes. This time we Quantum got a lot Mania. more. Yeah. A lot more trailer. Um, yeah. What do you think of it? Um, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I So for a movie that I would, t- would have told you I'm not that excited for, just generally speaking, because it's like, I don't know. I really liked the first one. And then Ant Man and Wasp was kind of all right, and I, this looks pretty good. Um, obviously, uh, the Modok reveal is great. So that's wanna, that's the reaction we want from you. Yeah. So 
look, if you haven't seen it, they did it. They did. They did it. They did the big old face with. They did the the Modok that you know from the comics is in this, or at least he's in the for trailer. For better or worse. For better or worse. <laughs> I, I didn't think the Mad Lads would actually do it, but you know what? I love it. I'm here for it. I stand. I. I'm wondering if this was like a mistake to show this because all the promotional materials and the pops and the toys have like that metal face on it that we've seen, you know? Yeah. And then like in the little the corner of a frame of this trailer, you can see him without it. And I'm like, was that supposed to be a reveal or something? And then it just messed up or they not care? Is it not a reveal anymore? Well, something happened. Dylan sent me the screen grab before I'd seen the trailer and I thought it was a Photoshop. It looks so weird. Yeah. Uh, but it's real. It's pretty grainy because it's zoomed in from like a random right. screen grab. So um, yeah, he's barely there, but it's there. But it's it is Corey Stoll. It is Yellow Jacket. It's face on it, and it looks literally exactly like the comics. Um, it's little arms I mean, and legs. I'm about it. So yeah, but for the rest of the trailer, I I thought it was a lot better than the first one. Um, this was definitely more like action heavy. Yes, and um, a lot of Kang. Yeah, a lot of Kang. I'm wondering if he's in a ton of the movie or if it's like a little misleading that he's in that much. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Ant-Man v. Kang. Like, I don't want to, like, soften the severity of, like, what Kang is, you know, <laughs> by having them that, by having not score immediately destroy Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Like, Kang is a big deal. And, and he's the... He- the villain of the next Avengers movie. <laughs> right. Well, so therefore he can't just like get sunned by Ant-Man, right? Like he has to win in some capacity. It could be a different Kang. We already saw Sylvie already killed one of them and Loki, oh. you know, I don't think they're doing that, but it could be. That's um, a little high concept. I think. Yeah. How many Kings are there? Um, right. You gotta save that for doom. I like that. We got more story this time. I like that. It's about like a bargain. Or an offer to give him more time that he yeah. lost with because he missed out on Cassie's uh, childhood. Mm-hmm. So that's actually like a little bit like I'm glad there's like a little bit of an emotional arc here. Yeah, it seems like it was really missing from the second one. Absolutely. It seems like they're definitely bringing the story element back because that's what I liked a lot about the first one is um, how much of an interesting character Scott was and the yeah. family dynamic, et cetera, et cetera. And then the second one really, like you said, just did not have that. Um, but but I, I think the trailer looks good for the most part. I, I didn't really have any notes. It looks very like. It also looks kind of safe. Heavy. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, it does look very effects heavy. There was a lot of just screenshots or pictures with nobody in it, you know, just. Yeah, fully animated. And it looks like there weren't any really sets in the trailer. Mm-hmm. I was so I don't, I don't know if that's good or bad, but it is what it is, I guess. But we'll cover it as it as it comes. It comes when, out. Um, oh, yeah, when's it coming out? Is it like oh, is, this, is it the summer movie? Uh no, it comes out soon. Uh, oh, February or something, right? Like it's like soon-ish. Yeah, like, February seventeenth. Yeah, okay. And then May is Guardians, and then July is the Marvels. Okay, the Marvels is the summer movie. That's right. Wow. Mm. Oh, we get three Marvel movies before July. That's crazy. And then no winter Marvel movie. It's interesting. Oh, there, wait, there there isn't one? That's No, there's no November movie. Interesting. Okay. I feel like Marvels should have come out in November. But yeah, and Guardians in the summer? 
Okay, but maybe they have that conflicts well, with May Disney Plus plans. Considered summer movie season for Guardians. Okay. They're just both sure. in it. Interesting. Okay. Either way, there's a lot to look forward to. Yeah, very exciting. But um, let's hear about that live sale. I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back. And before we get to my news, we're going to do our picks of the week. And I'm going to pick something that I think should have probably come out last month, but didn't. I'm picking a Monsters of Metal one shot, which is, uh, if you don't know, that's like a Universal Classic Monsters heavy metal crossover series where it's like Dracula playing drums or whatever stuff type of thing from Opus Comics. They do a lot of music stuff. They did the oh. Evanescence book. Um, but anyway, this is the Krampus in concert one, and it's got some pretty great art inside. I feel like this would have been a better oh, Christmas yeah. time book, but you know, either way, um, it's written by um, visual effects um, director and visual effects artist, Jason Howden, who did guns akimbo, who I think we referenced last week for doing something else upcoming. I don't remember, but um, looks pretty cool. Super metal. Sweet. Um, my pick is a new image. Number one It's called black cloak. It's written by Kelly Thompson, who I really like and with art by Meredith McLaren. It's a really um, thick comic too. It looks, it's really nice. It's yeah. There's a cool piece of Moko cover. And there's lots of like really pretty covers too. Um, it does that. Like it's this meets this in the description, which I normally don't like. Um, and I haven't read it yet, so I can't vouch for it, but it says this blade runner meets saga. And it's about okay. like <laughs> basically some detective solving the murder of a prince before it like causes a big war. Um, sure. So it has a cool premise and Kelly yeah. Thompson's really great. So I said it's good. I mean, I trust it. I mean, I trust the creative team. Um, so let's get into the news here. Um, my first bit of news here is um, in addition to this year's upcoming Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves film, um, which I'm sure will be tremendous. Um, Paramount Plus has um, announced a direct D&D TV show um it has an it's an eight episode series based on the role-playing game um it is going to be directed well the pilot episode will be directed by rawson marshall thurber who directed him yes who directed red notice i whatever that is Um, that's the netflix movie oh i didn't see that with the rock and ryan reynolds right oh is that and gal gadot wow okay um the yeah okay there's no there's no plot details about it um but they announced it officially so um they at least have um plans for D in the non-gaming space um which is exciting hopefully the tv show will look better than the movie is i've already written off the movie completely but you know i'll still see it but spoiler um, the movie won't do well and then the show will get canceled i don't want to be too ne- that was really negative um you're, you're probably right i you're, hope that's not what happens you're probably correct 
Um, moving on to some home video releases uh, or release. I have one announcement. One of my most favorite horror films, The Exorcist 3, is getting a 4K uh, Ultra HD upgrade from Scream Factory, who does a lot of really good transfer work. Uh, and a lot of their 4K upgrades on 80s and 90s movies are, look really, really good. Um, and The Exorcist 3 is a phenomenal film. Um, it hmm. is a sequel to the original Exorcist and ignores Exorcist 2, which is a terrible, terrible movie. Um, Exorcist 3 is, well, I've told this story plenty of times, but I will tell it again very quickly. Um, the Exorcist 3 um, is an, uh, was originally adapting the novel Legion by William Peter Blatty, who also wrote the original Exorcist novel uh, and wrote the screenplay for the Exorcist film and wrote and directed this movie. Um, and the movie was called Legion throughout the whole production. Um, and there is no exorcism in the film, in the book, I should say. And then they are three quarters of the way through filming the movie and the production studio calls and says, hey, we're changing the name of the movie to The Exorcist 3. You need to put an exorcism in there. <laughs> and he's okay. like, all right. So that third act is wild. Uh, just There's just an exorcism that just sort of comes out of nowhere. There's a exorcism subplot that develops very quickly but that that aside it's a very very effective movie um i really love it so the 4k is coming out uh, in march um i would highly recommend picking that up um some more horror news um dylan did you watch terrifier 2 yet no not even the first one i need to oh man Boy, what a picture. Okay. Um, anyway, so we they've also announced that uh, Terrifier 3 um, is coming um, by the same director, Damien Leone. Um, and cool. he says, where is the quote? Um, if, he says it's going to be um, the scariest of the films that um, it is going to be. Of course. Yes. It's go- Let's see. Leone mentioned on his Twitter. Uh, that the main goal for Terrifier 3 is to, quote, recapture the creep factor present in the original Terrifier short film, which I also just watched. The It came out uh, the year before the Terrifier movie was, was made. Um, that had a genuinely spooky atmosphere that I'm still proud of. If all goes as planned, part three will be the scariest Terrifier thus far. Um, so anyway, um, if you haven't seen the sh- original short for, ter- for Terrifier, it was reshot for all hollows eve which is the first full theatrical appearance of art the clown um but the short film is better because all 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 hollows eve is pretty bad um it's like a weird like weirdly structured um what do you call it um i can't remember the anthology film where there's multiple stories and like multiple horror things happening at the same time it's and they're pretty rough there's like a weird alien one that's pretty bad but the art the clown stuff is pretty good but Anyway, that's very exciting that they're, we're going to get a Terrifier 3. Uh, no shocks there, of course, because um, it's been very successful. Um, another thing here, um, the director, um, Michael Giat, uh, Giacchino, uh, who directed his uh, directorial debut for Werewolf by Night, uh, which we both really liked, is going to be adapting the 1954 black and white sci-fi film, Them. Um, which is a radioactive bugs movie. Um, okay, it's it was a it's a movie about the evils of science uh, and how nuclear power goes wrong and they create like giant ants and stuff and then the ants like shoot laser beams or whatever and kill people. Um, it's a pretty great old cornball cornball like a uh, horror movie, but that seems like a really good fit for well, at least knowing the the little bit that I know about this director from um, 
Werewolf by Night, that that's a very good fit. Like a schlocky 1950s scared of science movie. I assume we've never seen them, Dylan. No. Okay. It's pretty good. Um, I mean, in that funny way, you know. Um, so that that is something to look forward to. Uh, we'll keep you up to date on that. Go look up a trailer for them from 1954 if you're interested to see. Like, I feel like that's a he'll hit he'll hit those notes for sure. Um, okay. So James Wan, Dylan, teased on Facebook. Uh, says Jason Blum and myself are beyond thankful and grateful to see how much love Megan is receiving. And hopefully what all this means is that we get a chance to explore the bigger world of AI and perhaps witness Megan's revenge. Uh, So there you have it. Uh, uh, Sequel confirmed. Sequel confirmed. Um, As if there was any question. Yeah. I mean, Deadline also did report that the sequel is in early development. So big shock. So uh, there's, there is that very exciting. Um, we got a trailer. So, oh, you know what? I have, we have several trailers to get to. So I'm going to do from worst to best here. Um, the mute. Okay. Dylan, there's a 1984 slasher movie called the mutilator, which I assume you've never seen. No. Okay. It's very good. Um, I love the mutilator. It's a, it's a great, uh, the mutilator. Well, I mean, very good. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's very good. Like Friday the 13th part three is really good. It's yeah. bad, but like, I love it. Um, so, uh, 35 years later, the mutilator is getting an official sequel. Um, buddy Cooper of the original film is returning to write and direct the sequel, which is taking like a meta approach and it's bringing back the original actors of the movie. It's just really weird. I don't understand it because the mutilator is not even a popular movie. Like, and the trailer mm-hmm. looks awful. It looks so bad. Michael, I was like, like what did he send me? Right, Why do right. I have to like, watch this? Like, it's awful. Like, it's remarkable. It's like an SNL sketch. I'm like, shocked even more now that you said this guy has done something before, because it seems like some kid's first movie, maybe. It does. Know? Like, okay, look, if if you like... Okay, the poster... I think the poster's pretty good for the Mutilator 2. Um, but I, other than that, like, man, if you want to see a bad trailer um, that will not sell you on the movie at all, uh, go watch the trailer for the mutilator too. Um, the mutilator is on Tubi for free, which is a hundred percent worth your time. And I love the mutilator. Um, it's very violent, of course. Um, is there anything else re- relevant to this? Um, Alexander Taylor is going to be doing the score and he says he's honored to be part of the mutilator franchise, which was not a franchise until, you know, a week ago. Um, there mm. you go. Anyway, so the mutilator coming mutilator two. I'm sure we'll get a theatrical release. Um, yes. So, Dylan, did you ever see The Grudge? Of course. The the Japanese version. Yes. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Um, Takashi uh, Shimizu, uh, who directed it, is directing a new film called Immersion, uh, which is debuting in Japan this year. No English um, release date yet, or American, I should say. And we just got a teaser trailer that has a ton of atmosphere and vibes and i think looks really freaking cool um it does yeah um the the we don't get a lot out of it though um the the synopsis is mysterious deaths befall uh on employees of a vr tech company there's an unprecedented fear waiting between the reality and virtual world go look up the trailer for this um it looks really cool if you like japanese horror if you like early 2000s Japanese horror. This is up your alley. And this poster, Dylan, I'm sending it to the discord is so 
awesome. I don't know if you've seen it. Like, it's so cool. Yeah, um, it's really cool. Oh man, I if it wasn't so gruesome, I'd want that for my house. Um, I don't think I could hang hang that up realistically. It's not the best, like pick me up. No, it's not like oh, welcome back from a long day of work. Oh, hello, horrific poster. Um, <laughs> but go check out the trailer for this. It looks really cool. Hopefully, uh, we'll keep you up to date to see if there's going to be uh, an English release. Um, but there's a so. good, really there's a good. likelihood that it is because his last movie, Suicide Forest Village, that came out a couple of years ago, which is also very good, is on Screenbox. So there's a chance we do get to see this over here. Okay. Um, okay. Now into the ones that are in the realm of people have actually seen these. Um, we got a Renfield trailer in front of Megan. We've, I think we've mentioned this once or twice. It's the Nicholas Cage, um, uh, Nicholas Holt movie as well. Um, yeah. Where Nicholas Holt is playing Renfield, the servant slash ghoul of uh, Count Dracula. Mm-hmm. And it looks pretty funny, actually. Um, you, the, the whole trailer is from um, Renfield's point of view. He's going to a support group about his overbearing uh, boss and <laughs> getting a bunch of advice about it. And they don't really seem to get that. It's like, haha, he's a vampire. No, no, no. He's actually a vampire. And then Nicolas Cage shows up as Dracula. I don't know. I thought the trailer was pretty cool. It's pretty yeah. funny. It has some cool action. And it seems like very much what we do in the shadows uh, inspired um like the palette and the tone but it seems really fun i'm done i like and i like nicholas holt a lot yeah i don't love nick cage but i think this is like perfectly suited for he doesn't seem like he's in that much of it to be honest right it and this also seems like it's very suited to him yeah it's jokey right um also all right uh two more trailers it's a trailer heavy week for me there's actually even some that i didn't do um, I but I had to get Mutilator too in there because it was just so. I I, I, I was Dylan. I was blown away. It's like for just that it even existed, and then that might be it. the worst one you've made me watch. It's yet. so it's bad. Go watch it, listeners. Go watch the Mutilator two trailer. It's remarkable. Um, <laughs> I hope that movie comes out. Uh, okay. Um, we got a new trailer for Evil Dead Rise. We've been talking about this for a little bit. Um, we got a full. Uh, teaser trailer here i think we got a little like a vibey teaser two weeks ago or a week ago i don't recall um and this movie mm-hmm. comes out april 21st this year what'd you think dylan i don't know if this is controversial but i didn't it didn't really impress me at all okay i feel like i'm taking crazy pills because everybody at the clear Lake store says the trailer rules and i thought it was super mid mid yeah it... uh, the cheese grater thing is cool like the gore neat the gore is neat but like it doesn't I really don't see how you can top the, I forget what year it was, 2013 Evil Dead or whatever, 2014, whatever year that was. Yeah. Because that movie was very, very good. It feels like not innovative. It feels like very derivative, you know? Um, it does. And not even just derivative of Evil Dead, derivative of like other bad horror movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, Scary it, Mom. And that's like the whole premise, I guess. And it didn't look interesting to me. Um. I, I like that it's not in a cabin. That's nice. Um, like, I think that's a sure. nice a nice twist. Um, Bruce Campbell but the tweeted plot out, "Is like mom's gone crazy, and that's it." Yeah. So in the fifth Evil, Evil Dead film, a road weary Beth pays an overdue visit to her older sister Ellie, who is raising three kids on her own in a cramped LA apartment. The sister's reunion is cut short by the discovery of a mysterious book deep in the bowels of Ellie's building, giving rise to flesh flesh possessing demons and thrusting Beth into a primal battle for survival as she is faced with the most nightmarish version of motherhood imaginable. 
I don't know, man. I mean, I'll see it. I'll go see all all most theatrical yeah. horror movies if they're you know, you know, what I'm saying like if I have time, I and I'm sure we'll review this, and I bet it'll be better than the trailer looks. I think the trailer is not doing a good job. I hope so. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, shifting gears, but I would recommend going to check it out. Um, check out the trailer at the very least. Maybe, maybe, okay. maybe Dylan and I are just haters. I don't know. Um, so we got a yesterday we got a teaser poster, and then today we got a trailer for the new um, Ari Aster film of Midsummer and Hereditary fame. Bo is afraid, starring Parker Posey. Uh, I don't know why I said her first. Um, <laughs> so Joaquin Phoenix, Parker Posey, Nathan Lane, um, Michael Gandolfini, and other people, I'm sure. Um, and so do I have a description? I don't think I do. Um, is there okay. one? Yeah, okay, yes. Um, here it is. Bo is Afraid is an intimate decade-spanning portrait of one of the most successful entrepreneurs of all time. Cool. So very much like Titan. Metal is the hardest substance in the world. Yeah. Um, so this was originally titled, by the way, Disappointment Boulevard. Um, yeah, which I thought was a better title, but like I haven't seen it, so maybe it's right. not as fitting. Um, but... It comes out January 10th. D- January 10th? Today? Next as of recording? Uh, am I tripping? Um, oh, the tra- I'm sorry. The official trailer will debut. I'm just losing my mind. The movie's coming out in April. Okay. okay. Um, anyway. So the story is about him like trying to find his mom or something, Patty Lapone. Yes. And I think this trailer is very, very good. Yeah, it was excellent. Um, um I don't know what it's about. No. Ari Esther wrote it and directed it as well. Um I I, I mean he's batting a thousand so far. I mean, I'm this will at least be a good hit. You know what I mean? I don't know if this is gonna be as a home as home run as the last two, but I have no reason to doubt. I am like a little disappointed selfishly that he's like seems to be moving away from horror because like Midsummer was like a lot less horror than Hereditary and this one seems even less like it still has horror elements it has like a couple spooky vibes more more like like thriller maybe I I don't don't know know. also they like I feel like they make these trailers a lot scarier than they are they're a little like, like they're a little misleading like I agree with you If I had to guess, I would say it's like not at all horror, but who knows? But But, I want to see him like try and terrify us again. I think that'd be cool. Me too. Down the line. But I, I, I I maybe maybe this is just me. I okay. This probably is just me. I I don't really like Joaquin Phoenix all that much. Like I, as an actor, I don't know. I he really seems to have the same role a lot, and that. Yeah, he does seem a little jokery in this. Yeah, and he seems a little jokery in a lot of movies, like down on down on his luck, dude. You know, right? Sweaty, um, like her and her. He's right. Like yeah. Too. Sweaty, yeah. sad, uh, alone. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I think he's good at that one thing, though. Oh yeah, no, no, he 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 does that very well. But uh, go check out the trailer for this. We do love Ari uh, Ariaster on this on this uh, podcast, and. Uh, we will definitely be seeing this on release day for sure. But mm-hmm. that does it for my news. Let's hear about these tabletop events. Now 
it's time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of July. All exact dates and formats can be found on our Discord server. Kicking it off with Keyforge, we run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7pm till around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. We also love our role-playing games. Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee, however we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited, and sign-ups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at Arcady and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back and we are going to talk about Megan, the killer doll movie, uh, Chucky 5, or <laughs> the, the reimagining. Oh, I know. Um, Chucky could never. Um, anyway, so we're going to talk about Megan. Uh, full warning, we will spoil the film. Um, you've been fully warned. Um, all right. So we've been super hyped about this movie for a long time. As soon as we saw our, our first, honestly, the poster, I think we were ready. And then that first teaser, we were in fully in, um, agreed. The marketing for this movie has been so super good. good. All those like, uh, dancers that they have showing up everywhere. Yes. Just like whoever formulated Megan's look, like really did this movie a bunch of favors, you know? Cause like. Even just like you said, when that first poster came out, she was already a big hit on Twitter right. and TikTok Absolutely. and stuff. So it's like, I feel like it's engineered to be one of those viral sensation things. And it's like very refreshing because it's like, I feel like it's rare for horror movies to have like a that instant classic, not the movie itself, but the character, like instant right. icon feel. Not that well, she's achieved that yet, but instant like hit based well, on photo. I mean, you've got, you know, the guy from Malignant, instant classic. Gabriel? Ga- excuse me, I'm sorry. I, I agree. But Gabriel's not as visually interesting. There's no... That could be... Megan I mean, not totally. Toys, but not Gabriel. Um, but yes, True. anyway, but you know, I take your point. Like, how often have we had, like, a, a, new, a new horror hero, if you will, a new horror icon to yeah. latch onto? I honestly can't recall. Um, we got a lot of the same, like, you know, ghost faces continuing to be awesome or Michael Myers is really good in Halloween 2018, whatever. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, P- Pinhead and the new Hellraiser, a new imagining of Pinhead, but still Pinhead, right? Still the new, still a new character. This is all new. And this was, I love that. And I loved this movie. So I saw this. Um, I'm very disappointed. We didn't get to see it in Dolby. Uh, thank you, Avatar. Exactly. Um, yeah. I, but I did see it in AMC prime. Which okay. is, I don't really know how it's different than <laughs> um, regular AMC. I think it's supposed to be just a little bit nicer of a screen. I can't really tell than just the standard digital screen, but um, I think it's a little bit nicer. The seats are all the same in AMC. You know how it is. Um, but what where did you see it, Don? I saw it on a regular old Regal screen. You know, mm. um, Avatar. I think has like a. It's like contracted to be in the. Pre- to reserve all the premium screens for a month. So nothing's going to 
nothing's gonna even show there. But um, I don't think this sure. is one that needs to be seen on like IMAX or Dolby or no. I mean, Dolby makes I, everything better, but like it doesn't right. need to be. Yeah, I, I mean, if I had the option, of course, but I don't think you're missing out on anything by not seeing it on a premium screen. I would argue that you don't even need to see it in a theater. Um, I, I agree. I have, I have two, I, two feelings I about that. I, I don't think visually it needs to be in a theater, but I think like the audience uh, reaction like makes pluses it. Yeah, because you know? I saw it on opening day, which I don't always get to do, but I did see it on Thursday, the first show. So, well, it's the second show. I saw it at 6.30. Um, and it was there was a decent amount of people in there, kids too. How are so they people, reacting? Oh, great! They laughed when they were supposed to laugh. They didn't laugh at the wrong parts. They, eh, well, there wasn't like screaming or anything, but like, um, it, it was a very lively theater. That's good. Yeah. Um, I loved it. By the way, I think the movie was fantastic. Um, it's about. Uh, well, so a, what's the plot of the movie? It's it's a yeah. So the plot of the movie, I guess we could get to it, is a. Uh, a little girl in the very beginning of the movie is in a car ride with her parents up a snowy mountain, and then they get hit by a car. Both parents die. She has to go live with her aunt, who, okay, the biggest, the biggest logical leap for me in the movie is not the fact that there is a killer doll, but the fact that the aunt, who is a toy designer, has this palatial estate. Like, what, what kind of income, like, does it like? But she's does, like a big shot. Like she's a engineer. You know? Sure, but like, I don't know. <laughs> it was just like, well, how much money? I get it. Yeah. Does this? But anyway, whatever. Like, you make toys. Uh, you made a Furby. You know. Um, uh, but anyway, whatever. <laughs> I'm I'm being funny. I'm not. I'm not. That's not a genuine nitpick. Um, speaking of Furby, I liked that opening. Oh just man, the, the Furby uh, commercial or the fake not Furby, the, whatever they call it, like the fur, the fur real or the perfect pals or something. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, she's her aunt is some hotshot toy designer who makes a bunch of toys that are, you know, smart toys like tech toys. But um, she's always striving to make something better, right? And so we cut to the aunt working on what will eventually become Megan, and then mm-hmm. finds out that she's got to take sole custody of her niece, and she's a workaholic and needs someone to babysit her niece. So why not beta test Megan, who just got some brand yeah. new skin? In a blonde wig. Yep. Um, and let her babysit Megan. I mean, uh, Katie. Yeah. Yeah. Katie. I forgot the kid's name. Um, Gemma is the aunt. Katie Gemma. is the kid. And everybody but, else is irrelevant. What did you think of the plot? Itself? Um, the plot's fine. Um, I'm okay. Like, I, I think, liked it. I think the, the biggest flaw of the movie that it's not surprising in any way, really. Um, so the, the plot, the plot trucks along just as you would fully expect it to um thing happens thing goes wrong thing is telegraphed that gets that goes bad however i liked all of the elements of the plot i thought um the neighbor was annoying in the wor- in the best way and <laughs> you were happy to see her eat it at the end you know or whatever um you know i i thought the plot was pretty serviceable for the for the, for what the film needed i they didn't get. They didn't try to get too cute with the plot. They didn't try to get too uh, intricate. Yeah, I like. Yeah, go ahead. I like that they like took. They actually took some time to establish the family dynamic and like what drove Gemma to like actually bring Megan home. It wasn't just right. like an okay, insane, here's like, it all. Here's Megan. Yeah, right. like, we got a lot of the like corporate storyline and kind of it. 
it made it more believable, I thought. And then we Absolutely. got to spend enough time with Katie to see why she's so like recluse and basically like a bratty iPad kid. Right. Um, and I admire that the movie, like I did, I thought it did the perfect amount of commentary. Like, I think it's annoying sometimes in these comedy horrors when they like are too full of themselves or think they're smarter than they are with the commentary, you know? Right. Right. But I thought this like walked right up to the line, which was like about like, you know, an exploration of like death and mortality. And like, I think it's a like the technology as well. Condemning iPad parenting. Yeah. Um, what, what about my screen time? <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, yeah. I know. I agree with you. Like it, it was definitely had had a bit to say about that. But again, it wasn't like a problem. It wasn't um, uh, overbearing at all. And that and that's exactly what I want. Um, yeah, and but it was like almost poignant at some times, you know, it was. about like how she wasn't grieving because she wasn't, you know, like the grief process of the little girl. I was like, oh, it's almost. But then like when I thought it was gonna be too much or like, wait, no, here's something stupid that Megan's going to do. do the the movie had a lot of heart for for I mean, for what it is. True. Yeah. Um, It's written by um, Akila Cooper, who also wrote Malignant. Um, she's oh, a big, uh, the Jello fan. Yes. Yeah. Okay. She's a big up and coming. I don't know why I thought like James Wan wrote that, but she wrote it. And she also um, wrote Hellfest and the Nun too. The Nun two is going to come out now. That's I haven't even seen the Nun, but now like Me the neither. Nun two is on my radar because it comes out next year, and she's writing it. She didn't write the okay. first one, but I feel like I don't know. I think she's the one to keep an eye on because she's like two for two with like big semi-viral horror movies, you know. Or yeah. I don't know what the first one is actually. Uh two for three. <laughs> yeah. But, um but I thought the script was like one of the strongest parts of the movie. I, I and the other and it's like obviously a cheap movie. It's one of the Blumhouse um horror comedies. Think like Happy Death Day and Right. Ready or not. And right, you know, that kind of like, yeah, truth or dare, like um cheaply that's made. The, right. That that's the aesthetic you're gonna get engineered to not uh make a ton of money but like i thought they did the most like they actually did a lot with what they had um and i thought the like the way they actually like engineered megan was she looked really megan good looked very good because she was like a, a real was, person for yeah she was sometimes a person sometimes a puppet and sometimes cgi and i thought it was really seamless the way they like made made it work you know and it was never like i mean there were times obviously where like well that's clearly a person like with the dancing scene you know of course but it never took me out of it maybe because the movie's like in on the joke in right. a way that wasn't like haha look at how funny we are we're just like they were in on it and like this is not that serious just have fun you know um which is exactly what i wanted from it me too um i i I loved Megan. I thought Megan was a breakout star of the movie. Um, I thought whoever played Gemma, the aunt, was fine. Um, no, no problems or anything. Allison Williams. Yes. Um, the, I think the, I'm like conditioned to be wary of her because I watched Girls, where she was really insufferable. The HBO show. Oh, and then, really? And Get Out. Um, you know, she's she was the girlfriend in Get Out. Um, so she's right. I, I'm like not very trusting of her, but. Was the scariest part, Michael, when she ripped open that vintage toy? <laughs> yes. 
Absolutely. When she did that in my theater, everyone was like, "Ooh!" I was like, "Oh man!" <laughs> oh, it's fine. I'll, I'll I'll open it. I'll open it. And <laughs> fingers trembling, rips it open. That was so funny. Um, that was scary. Um, um, you know, you know who the worst person was in this movie that I just absolutely hated was that the 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 therapist that would come in and visit. I just hated her. Oh my god! Yeah, she was so judgmental. She was like, the worst. She was awful. I know that was the point of her, but like she was like don't tell her how to play with the toy like it was just like way too much you know it my my favorite side character that has nothing to do with anything is the mom that Gemma is making sandwiches with who doesn't realize what a piece of crap her kid (laughs) is who gets his ear ripped off and then killed uh yeah (laughs) the lady's hilarious perfect perfect no notes um so um Man, I really like. I thought the violence was good. Um, what was this rated R? Right? Was, okay, so no, it was PG thirteen. That's was the it? big. That's the big complaint from lots of people is that they thought it could have gone further with the gore and violence. I, I thought it was fine. I I actually don't. I feel like I would have to see it. Apparently, there's a unrated version. Ooh, that they. It, that's that's why it's a little controversial because they filmed it um, R and then they reshot to PG thirteen. So that's actually the good part is they didn't cut it down to be PG-13. They went back and reshot the kills um, in a way that was PG-13, if that makes sense, rather than... Sure. I think you can tell when something was taken out when they cut away from something and you're like, oh, well, right. clearly they're trying to... Yeah, but this one, they like... I think the ear thing was probably new and the the way that she killed or attacked the um, lab, the, the yeah. other toy designers, that seemed like it was maybe added to because it was like kind of gruesome but not too you know what i mean right so they they like actually put an effort to make it a pg-13 I, I, it was i think it was pretty violent for a pg-13 movie um true yeah they they stretched I, it i didn't have any problems with it i mean i think i don't think it needed to be r um i don't think this suffered from it i should say like there are certain horror movies that i feel like suffer from not having an r rating and i don't think this did i think this had enough personality throughout the whole film to sort of get away with it i agree but I would, that being said, I would like to see an R. Oh, I would absolutely just love to, to see that. I'm just curious, but. Um, I want to see Megan like ripping heads off, you know, just yeah, being then, just like. Wah. Well, the question is, Michael, um, Megan is in the same studio as Chucky. Um, oh, is it God. like, I think it's too soon, but eventually down the line, would you want to see a Megan v. Chucky or. Yeah. And Megan would have to win. I don't see how that could, how Chucky would be very formidable, you know? Right against megan anyway i mean megan is superior in every way i mean megan's not as like <laughs> iconic yet that's true like physic i feel like megan would win in a fight for sure right? I mean, she has robotically strong strength chucky i mean i mean chucky has like you know supernatural strength so i guess it's comparable i mean because chucky is a supernatural you know he's possessed true. right so but it's like he's tiny also well, that was like my, my always my biggest problem with Child's Play is it's like this doll is a foot and a half. <laughs> like I don't love Child's Play as a as a franchise. Um, I've always cut thought, thought they were too kind of corny. Um, I love Brad Dorif as Chucky though. I think he is excellent. I like the Chucky character. I love um, the Chucky show. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But Megan's um, scarier in my opinion because she's like she's not just a Yasified Chucky or Annabelle. Mm-mm. she's like she's different that's dismissive to more, say that like it's, exactly we don't want to put her down like that no because she's she's got 
she's she feels more like a real threat as unrealistic as a smart killer doll is um i believe that the 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 logical steps that you can take to get to megan existing are there whereas something like chucky okay sure some magic happens and the doll comes to life and is mad at me but this is not like so far off from a self-driving car or you know a robot you know it could happen i mean i can buy it like obviously this isn't real or even <laughs> close to real but i can take the logical steps to, to see that happen yeah it's a it's believable in the unreality i should say what would you want to see from megan too because obviously we're getting it like you said <sighs> what would i want to see from megan too um I would I have want... my own. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Well, this one ended. It had. I feel like it was a little open ended because there's like now that stolen copy of Megan that the employee stole, and then there's um, right. Megan, I guess, who uploaded herself into Alexa or whatever. Um, Elsie. Yeah, Elsie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would like to see maybe the company try and recreate Megan with that file that they have, and it could be like. A Megan v. Megan situation. Oh, like give her, <laughs> just give her another Megan to fight. I think that'd be cool. A way to like make it different. Now and there's two of them. I don't want them uh, to redeem Megan though. I want her to stay like. Oh no, she has to say a villain. Horrible. Um, I. But there could be a worse Megan. You know what I'm saying? Like a like a Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, exactly. So, so our Megan temporarily becomes the good guy to defeat the evil Megan to regain her place as the top evil Megan. Yeah, because Megan, our Megan's motivations are just to protect Katie. You know, that's all she wants, dude. Oh wait, can Although, we talk about the the titanium, uh, the song. She would occasionally break out into song, and I love that. Oh my I god, that I loved her serenading to titanium. <laughs> it was it was great. It was this movie was so well done. Um, my only complaints really, like I said, kind of at the top were that it did, it wasn't surprising really at all. Um, um, as soon as I showed that other robot, I was like, well, they're going to use that to kill Megan at the end, you know, uh, Bruce or whatever. Right. And and like, it doesn't have to be surprising, but, um, but that, that is what sort of affected what my rating is going to be. So do you want to get into the ratings Dylan, or do you have anything else you want to bring up? No, I'm good. All right, so I gave it on Letterboxd four out of five. Uh, and there are half, uh, if you're not familiar with Letterboxd, it is 0. 0.5 uh, five. Uh, so I gave it a four. Um, as I walked out, I was like, I don't know what's wrong with this movie. There's not much to complain about. Um, so like, but that doesn't make it a five-star movie. Um, I was waffling between four and four and a half, but... Um, I think I couldn't in good conscience give this a four and a half. Yeah, like, I mean at some point you do have to compare it to like other four and a half star movies. Yeah. Right. But like um, I can I could I could hold this up with anything else I've rated at four stars. Easily. It's like extremely successful in that it achieved everything it wanted to, I think. You know? I if also gave Avatar <laughs> I, I gave Avatar four stars, Black Panther four stars, Prey four stars. I'm Oof. I agree. Yeah, I I hold true to that. I give the Northman four stars. It's funny because some of those are like labor of love for like years and years. You know, like uh-huh. finally I got to make this, and you know, this is like a cheap 
doll movie, but <laughs> you know, hey, you know what? Sometimes, sometimes it'd be like that. And I give yeah. Megan four stars. So did I. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I, I think everybody needs to go see this movie. If you haven't, if you've listened to this review and you haven't seen it, please go see it. Um, yeah. And if you're comfortable going to like a maybe more crowded theater, you could see it on like a Saturday or a weekday or or an yeah. evening. You know, I think that adds to it a bit. Definitely. Take your friends. Agree. Yes, bring as many people as you can. I saw it by myself, but the theater was pretty crowded, so I was okay with it. Um, but anyway, um, I guess that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for downloading us. Really appreciate all the support. This is Dylan. Bye, everyone. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. I am titanium. <laughs> Thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter. Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.